you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 303 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, talking real quick about the A's loss to the Texas Rangers on Tuesday. Not what you want to do. Mike Fultinevich, stop it. Um, and then I'm going to be talking about Frank Schwindel. He got called up. Uh, JB Wendell can return to the bullpen and they look better question mark <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that i also have a stat relating to sean murphy that i got very excited about and i really thought he was going to come through in his ninth inning at bat and then it didn't and so now i'm like all right well let's see what happens and maybe the stat means nothing maybe it means nothing but it made me excited uh and then in the third segment there are a couple of miami marlins that i want to talk about as potential trade targets for the oakland athletics so uh that's what's coming up for you guys today also before i get into anything else this episode is being brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me this week on Thursday at game time uh, to get in on the action. It's going to be a lot of fun. I enjoy doing these. Uh, I'm, I've been switching around the schedule a little bit, but I'm trying to do afternoons uh, during the week. That, that's kind of what works for me right now. And Thursday, they play a day game, so I'm doing it then. Um, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On Aids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Spotify Green Room app. That's the one, the Spotify Green Room app, where you will be joining me on Thursday or, you know, going about your day like usual. Uh, you can also email me any questions or trade proposals to lockdownathletics at gmail.com. Uh, before I get into everything, I just want to say sorry to everybody for not having an episode yesterday um i weird day just a weird day everything was good uh my wife came home we had lunch uh from her break and all that stuff and that was fun and then i uh it's been a rough month <laughs> i i've talked about it a little bit on the podcast uh, i have you know a family member that's in rehab that's not been fun we're expecting a child so uh i'm looking for you know a, a a job and all that, uh, trying to, you know, provide for the family. And I just got crushed with just so much anxiety and I just could not get off the couch. Um, I was just sad and it didn't sound like it would be a good podcast, even if I made one. So I was like, I'm taking the day off. I've met my quota for the month, uh, for locked on. So I'm going to take today off mental health day and I'll come back strong on, you know, Wednesday's episode. So here I am, we're talking about the A's. Still feeling kind of meh, but you know, I got to get over. I got to keep pushing past. That's what, that's what you got to do. Keep pushing past and, you know, push everything down. And then hopefully it never comes back up. That is good mental health, everybody. That uh, jokes. <laughs> I'm doing fine. You guys don't worry. Um, but let's talk about the A's five to four loss to the Texas Rangers. Um, the A's hit three home runs, the Rangers hit three home runs, but the Rangers had a two run homer in there. And that was the difference in the game was that one run, uh, Joey Gallo, future a Joey Gallo hit two home runs off of James Caprillion. And other than those two home runs, cap was really, really good. He was painting the black on the corners. Uh, he, he was oh, such control today. 
it was he looked so good. His pitch count was getting away from him very early. I think he was at like 40 pitches, three two innings. Not where you want to be. He ended up throwing 105 and six innings pitched. Gave up six hits in those six innings, three earned runs. But uh, those two home runs were the the big the big no nos. And he did the no nos, and then he only went six. I thought that he would be a little bit more dominant, and I really thought that the A's bats were going to come out and play in this game, uh, partially because the A's had not lost a game after an off day, and partially because I had this belief that Mike Fultinevich would suck. Um, I guess that was misguided. He's good against the A's, so that's a fun development for us. But one thing that I do want to focus on from this game, uh, you know that I like to point to the good things and maybe things that are you know coming down the down the road, um, and that is Mitch Moreland. He has been struggling mightily. If you've been watching A's games, you know that he stinks. Uh, but he did hit that home run in the ninth. That's good. But let's let's do a tale of exit velocities and launch angles leading up to that big home run. Uh, in the second inning, he hit a ball 97.6 miles an hour. So that's a hard hit ball. That's good. That's what you want to see. He's hitting the ball hard and it was at a 35 degree launch angle. That is way too high. So it was a fly out. It went 362 feet, almost made it out. Not quite, but you know, almost he, he was on the right track, just a little too high. And then in the seventh inning, after he struck out a different, you know, in his other at bet, uh, he hit one 97.8 miles an hour at a negative 20 degree launch angle. So that is a 50 degree swing. That is not what you want, but his timing is there. He's hitting the ball hard. It's just not at the right launch angle. And so then he steps up to the plate with one out, I believe with one out in the bottom of the ninth inning, A's down by two and he crushes a solo home run 104.1 off the bat at a 23 degree launch angle. He got that swing figured out and hopefully that is the start of things to come for Mitch Moreland because Oh boy, has he had it rough lately. Uh, myself included, A's fans have been just clamoring for an improvement at DH, whether that be Nelson Cruz or somebody that I might talk about a little bit later in the episode teaser. Um, yeah, it, people are are kind of tired of Mitchie, Mitch Moreland. I even tweeted out Mitchie no bags and then I quote tweeted myself with Jason, you idiot, because... <laughs> Uh, of course, I didn't learn my lesson. I, I say that because there was context to that tweet, and that is uh, one of the Pirates beat writers was berating Kaya Tom for being the worst person uh, in baseball at hitting baseballs and being terrible, and why is he still on the roster? I know he's a Rule 5 pick, but he's terrible, and why is he here, blah, blah, blah. And then he broke up the no-hitter in Colorado and made sure that the Pittsburgh Pirates did not get no hit, and uh, that was 45 minutes later, and... <laughs> Sure enough, Mitch Moreland, 45 minutes after that tweet, made me look like adult. So good job by Mitch Moreland for making me look silly. Hey, I don't mind looking silly as long as the A's bats start waking up. Uh, one guy that is making me look not silly and actually very, very good is Jed Lowry, who had two more hard hit balls in this game over his last seven. Basically, since I mentioned him on the podcast, he is hitting 375 with a 423 on base. Uh, not bad. He has two home runs in that span as well. He's been picking it up a lot as of late because I mentioned him on the podcast uh, earlier in the season. If you guys remember, I was calling him a vampire and now I mention him again. I think that the thing is he listens to the podcast daily and he likes hearing me talk about him. So I need to talk about Jed Lowry each and every day to keep his bat warm. So uh, Jed, thanks for listening, first off, and uh, I will continue to talk about you and uh, give me nice things to talk about and you will be 
featured here. You will become the poster of Locked On A's. As long as you are still doing well, I will keep talking about you. And then, you know, I'll take some breaks every now and then, give you a little bit of time to re recuperate. And then I will just come full force and just mention you all the time. Uh, that is what we do here at Locked On A's. We get the bats a-going. Uh, speaking of a bat that has been a-going, that is Tony Kemp. I... I I've been meaning to write more. I mentioned it last week. I want to start writing a little bit more, get into the writing game because I used to do it. That's all I used to do. And now I do the podcast. And uh, I wrote an, an article about Tony Kemp because I was on his baseball savant page and he has read in all of the right places. Uh, walk rate, chase rates, walk, uh, uh, strikeout rate, all of the things that you want to see for a sustainable change. He is doing all of those things. And so I wrote an article detailing why I think that this breakout is actually something that can actually be sustained for the rest of the season. And uh, as soon as I you know, hit publish, I was like, hey, Tony, I, I added him on Twitter. If you follow us on Twitter and you follow him on Twitter, you probably saw it. Uh, it got some likes and people are like, oh my, that would be great. So I reached out to him and I was like, hey, Tony, uh, would you mind coming on the show? It's 15 to 20 minutes. And, uh, you know, talk about like some of the adjustments that you've made uh, between 2020 and 2021 and also uh, 2019 as well, because it's been a process for him. Uh, it looks like at the very least. And uh, after after yesterday's game, he reached out and was like, yeah, what, when are you free? Thanks for the write up. That was awesome. Uh, so we're, we're working out details, but Tony Kemp may be a guest on this show sooner rather than later. Just got to just gotta hammer out the details and figure out when works for both of us. So that is something exciting that could be coming up. Uh, I, I'm hoping that it's coming up on the podcast. So if you, if you don't subscribe to the podcast already, make sure you subscribe so you can hear me talk to Tony Kemp and see uh, what's going on with him because he has been one of the best hitters in baseball, you guys, uh, especially among outfielders, second basemen, whichever position you want to put him in. He's near the top. He's one of the top 10 outfielders in baseball. It, he hasn't had as many plate appearances. He's got 180 plate appearances, but, uh, and you know, usually uh, a lot of the guys that have pl been playing every day throughout the course of the season, they're like 300. So he's a little bit under in terms of playing time. His, sm his sample size is a little bit smaller, but if you limit it to that, his WRC plus is among the top 10 in outfielders, top four among second basemen, and uh, he is beating out some names, you guys. Anyways, I will link to that piece in the show notes, so check that out. But coming up on the show, I'm talking about Frank Schwindel and uh, some other roster moves, and also Sean Murphy, the stat that I love about Sean Murphy. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for Locked On A's once a week, and yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about baseball. You'll find fans just like you in Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting a, a room on Thursday uh, at game time, so we'll be talking A's and Rangers. Should be a good, good time. But uh, in order to do so, you have to go and download the free Green Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest updates. Follow me at ByJasonB to be notified 
notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this Thursday at game time. I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the A's, so I'll see you guys there. Green Room changing the way we talk sports. You're used to having a lot of choices when it comes to what you eat, but it matters where your food comes from. Get your nutrition from nature. The Wild Alaskan Company sources wild-caught seafood from Alaska and the Pacific Northwest. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably sourced wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination, and every month there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company seafood is how nature intended it to be. Always wild, never farmed or modified, and contains no antibiotics. And right now you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com MLB for $15 off your first box. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe. We might have Tony Camp. We'll see. <laughs> also, uh, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and the, the Spotify Green Room app. So uh, you don't want to miss that conversation. And also, if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's talk about a few things. Uh, the A's made some roster moves. I'm sure that you watch the game. You know what they are. But let's talk about them just real, real quick. Uh, Vimy Almachin was optioned back. Back down to Vegas, J.B. Wendelkin was brought up. I don't know if that was the corresponding move on that one. Uh, they were different positions, but that's how I wrote it down, so that's what I'm going with. J.B. Wendelkin worked a nice scoreless inning for the A's uh, against Texas, so nice little return for J.B. Wendelkin. It looked like the bullpen was fixed, and then it wasn't. <laughs> we will not talk about that. Uh, the A's also DFA'd Cam Bedrosian, who had pitched fairly well. So that was an interesting move. It even caught Bob Melvin off, uh, off guard, according to the tweets that uh, were being you know, put out there by uh, by the beat reporter. So that was an interesting one. Uh, but then they did bring up Frank Schwindel, who is a first baseman. He can play some outfield. Uh, he is 29. He has played six games in the big leagues. Uh, he's a right-handed bat, so he's got a little bit of power as well. He has 16 home runs in, you know, a Let's say two months. Uh, it's not quite two months, but it's two months. Let's call it two months. Um, and he has been that uh, that 16 home runs is the most well, tied for the most home runs in minor league baseball. All of minor league baseball with Joe Adele. Uh, he's hitting 324 with a 369 on base and a 1.013 OPS. That is all fantastic. Um, I, I looked at his stats on the uh, on fan graphs and I was like, hey, what's his WRC plus? Because I had just read Melissa Lockard's piece in The Athletic saying that the ball has been flying out of Las Vegas. And uh, that is just kind of what's been going on in the AAA West this season. Uh, Vegas is not a not a uh, pitcher's paradise by any means. Uh, hitters are going absolutely insane. I think I, I forget the exact number, but it was something like Vegas is giving up seven runs a game or something like that. And um, I mean, if you look at their stat line, yes, yes, they are. And that is why uh, AJ Puck and Jesus Luzardo and Adam Kalerik, those three guys that we are expecting in the A's bulb, um, you know, on the A's roster have not been performing. It's because Vegas, it's not because they're not good anymore. It's because Vegas, obviously. So with that in mind, I wanted to look at Frank Schwindel's uh, WRC plus, which gives me a better idea of how he's been performing 
uh, relative to the rest of the league because 100 is league average. And right now he's at a 135. So he's been 35% above league average, which is good. He's like in the top 15 in batters in uh, the AAA West. So if you, you know, take that out to all of AAA, it's not going to be nearly as good. He's going to be fine, probably. He might not be great. I don't know. I mean, when you see the 16 home runs and the 41 RBI in like two months, you're like, oh, this guy's going to be amazing. I have very high expectations, and I'm not saying that he's going to be a bust or that he's going to stink. I'm just saying temper those expectations because the ball has been flying in Vegas, and uh, I don't know that everybody's going to be realizing that. 16 home runs is a lot in a couple of months. I know that you know Kyle Schwarber's hit 15 this month, and you know he's only behind one other man in MLB history, and that's Sammy Sosa. And he was doing steroids that year. So, uh, fun fact: Sammy, Sammy Sosa, steroids. Uh, still remember that June though. Oh boy. What a June. Uh, but yeah, Frank Schwindel, he's got some power. He's, he can hit for average. He doesn't strike out a whole ton. I think his strikeout rate was right, was right around 16%. So that's good. Is it going to translate? That is the big question. I am not sure we're going to find out. Uh, it looks like he's going to be facing left-handed pitching, which is a plus. Obviously you want to see Frank Schwindel in places that he can have the most impact. And I think that this move, I don't know why they brought up Vimeo Machine, if we're if we're being honest. Uh, didn't seem to make a lot of sense at, at the time because they could have used an outfielder because that's who went on the IL. But uh, they, they rectified that one by bringing up a first baseman who can kind of play outfield. So everything's just great. <laughs> just curious moves all around. But um, I, I don't get paid to make the roster. I get paid to criticize the roster. That's what I do. Or, you know, bring light to uh, what I think the thought process is. But Frank Schwindel, uh, he's been hitting the ball very, very well. I think that the A's are hoping to catch a lightning in a bottle and see what he can bring to the A's. Uh, I don't think that it's going to be a long-term thing. He's already 29. He's got six games of major league experience. So he's not a long-term fixture for the A's, but they signed him uh, as a minor league free agent. I talked about him. I remember talking about him being being like, this guy is interesting. I mean, let's see what happens. Um, it looked like he had made an adjustment in 2019 and there was no 2020 season so uh he's he's been doing really really good and we'll, we'll see what happens uh I, I don't have expectations uh, i'm just gonna let him do what he does and then i will form my expectations from there uh you know up down doesn't matter but uh, i am wishing him the best i want to see him do well and also happy birthday i know that it was yesterday as you're hearing this but happy birthday to frank Schwindel. uh but the thing that i wanted to talk about just real quick is this stat that i just stumbled upon on mlb.com i usually don't go to mlb.com for my stats but I found this one on the leaderboard and it was a split that I didn't know that existed. And I was very, very excited about it. And Sean Murphy is 19th overall in all of baseball. When his team is behind in the game, he has 18 RBI when his team is behind. And if you take that as, you know, just a, a grand total of 18 RBI, that's good. You know, that that's a nice total. Adolis Garcia of the Texas Rangers leads the league because he has way more at-bats when his team is losing because he's on a bad team. But Sean Murphy has 75 at-bats when his team is behind. And he has 18 RBI and six home runs, which is a home run every 12.5 at-bats when his team is losing. And I was really hoping he was going to go deep against Ian Kennedy on uh, on Tuesday during the loss, obviously to tie the game, but also to make this point even more valid because that would have been so, so cool. But and now you know about it, and hopefully he does it tomorrow if the A's happen to be losing at any point. And I just thought that that was an interesting, interesting stat. 
The one thing that it does not tell me is uh, if the A's were losing by 10 and it just made it, you know, he hit a solo homer or if he hit, uh, you know, a, a home run that put the A's ahead or tied the game. Doesn't tell me that, but it does mean that he is productive when the team is losing. And I, I thought that that was interesting. And so if the A's are ever down and you see Sean Murphy come to the plate, you got to like your chances just a little bit because roughly every four at-bats, he's going to be driving in a run. That's the pace that he's on right now. Every four at-bats, he drives in one. Obviously, he can hit a three-run homer and uh, then not drive in anybody for 12 at-bats. That also happens. But I'm just saying it's an interesting stat, and I like it. And there's another guy who I have alluded to a little bit uh, who is on the Miami Marlins who also ranks high on this leaderboard that I'm going to talk about. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll tell you who it is. Today's episode is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar in the world, and that is Built Bar, my friends. And did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor? And when you talk to somebody who has has had Built Bars before, they know exactly which one is their favorite. For me, I've said it a thousand times. It is the coconut brownie chunk. It is absolutely amazing. It is, it is one of their limited time flavors, but I love it. But every now and then, I do find myself getting one of those mixed boxes because it has raspberry, it has cherry, it has mint brownie. Those are my other three favorite flavors that come in, you know, their, their core flavor offerings. And so if you get the mix box, you get two of each flavor that they make in those core nine. And uh, that is just a nice way to, you know, spend an afternoon if you're being honest, because they're just so good. They're protein bars, but they taste like candy bars. And most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein with 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. A couple of flavors have 18 grams of protein with 180 calories, five grams of sugar, and five grams of net carbs. But no matter which flavor you're getting, you are getting a tasty, tasty treat. So if you want to get your hands on some of these delicious treats, all you got to do is go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, the NHL, and all of your UFC or MMA action. The basketball playoffs are getting wild. Are the Clippers still like good? Giannis went down. Are, are the Bucks? Still the favorites? I have no idea. If you think that the Atlanta Hawks are now all of a sudden going to win the NBA championship, you should head on over to Bet Online because I assume that those odds are very, very good still. So before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams continue their quest. For that championship, it's almost game time right now, you guys. It is time to go to Bet Online, so you should head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying this show, uh, one, subscribe to this show because this one's fantastic. Uh, but also, you may enjoy the Locked On Today podcast, where today they are talking about the impact of Giannis's left knee injury, because that's going to be a talking point for sure. Um, also, that podcast is fantastic. You can find it on Odyssey or wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow them. They do uh bite-sized news. It's 20 minutes or less on all of the news around sports that you need to know every single morning. Uh, also, you can follow us at 
Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. And if you have any trade proposals or questions or anything like that, you can email them to us at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into the Miami Marlins that I have been fishing for this entire episode. And uh, he's got me hooked. Ha! And that is Jesus Aguilar. He is a righty bat. You might know him from his days with the Brewers or, you know, his current days with the Marlins. You may have seen him in videos trying to take the little cheat sheets from players' back pockets or, you know, their hats or whatever. He's been having a good, good time this season. And uh, I love seeing him in highlights because he just seems like a delightful fellow. And uh, I would love for him to be on the A's. I mean, obviously, uh, there's that. I'll get to his stats in a second, but he is a very playful, playful guy, a lot like Elvis Andrews, who has been, I know that uh, his stats still don't look great overall, but he had a, a bad month and a half, and now he's had a fantastic month and a half. And so they're, we're waiting for the stats to kind of catch up. His on-base is still under 270, I believe, but he's been a lot better than that of late. So it's which Elvis Andrews do you believe in right now? And I, I'm believing in the one one that we're seeing and uh also Jesus Aguilar seems like a lot of fun and I think that they would be best friends and I think that that, that would be just an interesting aspect to add to this clubhouse would they be too fun I don't know but uh I I'd like to see them uh I I like the Marlins but they made a trade on Tuesday and when they shipped out a reliever so it looks like they are open for business when the right deal comes along and if we're talking about DHs I think that he could be a nice right-handed DH do you want to have him eat up time uh on the same roster as Mitch Moreland? Probably not. So maybe you see if Mitch Moreland is going to hit that hot streak that really solidifies his place in Oakland with the A's, uh, as I talked about in the first segment, or you, you might end up DFAing him because he cost you around uh, three quarters of a million dollars. So not a huge detriment to the payroll overall. And Obviously, you'd have to trade players to go get Jesus Aguilar, but he'd be owed uh, roughly one and a half million dollars for the final two months of the season. And he's also under contract or, you know, arbitration eligible for the 2022 season. And depending on what the A's want to do for 2022, if they want to, you know, go for it again or if they're going to, you know, start retooling and, you know, trading everybody like everybody expects. Haha, <laughs> yay, fun to be an A's fan. Um, then, you know, uh, Mitch Moreland is done with the A's after this season. So he, uh, Jesus Aguilar could. Could be that DH option for the A's if they wanted to bring him back for, you know, $3 million or something like that. It wouldn't be terribly expensive. And he has been a pretty decent bat over the course of his career. He's had some major struggles, but over the the majority of his career, he's actually been pretty solid. So uh, he'd be an interesting ad for the A's or they could DFA him if they didn't want him anymore. So uh, there, there would be no sweat lost in 2022, uh, no matter what they did. It wouldn't be a huge expenditure or they could just cut ties and let him go back to Miami if they wanted to. But uh, the thing that I wanted to talk about was his stat when his team is losing. His team is losing a little bit more often because the Miami Marlins have lost more games. But the Mar the Marlins are still an interesting team. So uh Anyways, that, that's beside the point. I like the Marlins. Uh, Jesus Aguilar seems like a lot of fun. Let's get into it. Uh, when his team is losing, he is hitting 267 with a 317 on base and a 906 OPS. That is fantastic. I like the OPS. I would like to see the OBP be a little bit higher. The average I can live with, that's good. But overall, you know, not bad. Uh, he has eight home runs when his team's losing and 90 at bats. And his 21 RBI when his team is losing 
ranks ninth in baseball in that stat. So uh, he is a lot like Sean Murphy, where if his team is down, he can help you get back into it. And I like that about him. Uh, obviously, this is a counting stat. So uh, the more opportunities you get, the better chance you have of being near the top of that leaderboard. I mentioned Adoles Garcia before. Uh, J.D. Martinez on a good team. He's also, you know, in the top five. So uh, it's not all bad players that are on that list, but or all bad teams or players from bad teams. There you go. That are on that list. But uh, Sean Murphy has done a lot with fewer at bats. And that's why I liked that stat for Sean Murphy. Uh, Jesus Aguilar is also below 100 at bats. And so that's why I thought that that was an interesting one. And eight home runs and 90 at bats. Again, that's a good, good average. That is, I'm going to say 11. Yeah, just over 11 at bats uh, per home run. So that's awesome. And overall for 2021, he's hitting 260 with a 319 on base and a 769 OBP or OPS. So that is a little bit above league average, a little bit closer to league average, obviously. His batting average is still 260. That's not bad for an A's player. And then 319, his own base is actually a little bit higher. So, you know, not bad. And if you wanted to platoon him with Mitch Moreland against lefties, he is hitting 254 with a 351 on base and a 779 OPS. Uh, that is a little bit higher than his overall numbers, just over, except for the batting average. Everything else is a little bit higher. So uh, interesting guy, I think. Would he be a fit for the A's necessarily? I don't. Probably not, but if they wanted to just get rid of Mitch Moreland and make an upgrade, Aguilar also could be that uh, backup for uh, Matt Olson, and he also plays pretty good defense. So uh, it, you wouldn't be lose, you'd be improving the bat and not losing a lot of the other things that Mitch Moreland brings to the team, and maybe you have another fun guy in the on the roster too. So that is my case for Jesus Aguilar, and the other guy uh, I was going to talk about today is Starling Marte, because the A's could use another outfielder, and he has been fantastic. He brings speed, he brings defense, he can bring walks. He's been having a, an outstanding season. He's hitting 288 with a 396 on base and an 860 OPS. That's been great. Uh, his batting average against fastballs is 324 against breaking balls and particularly sliders he's been killing is 284 and uh you know when you're facing the Houston Astros it's sliders and fastballs that's what they do and he could be a nice addition for the team he'd be owed roughly a little bit over four million dollars for the final two months and if you I mean, if Piscotty's not going to be making it back, you could have Ramon play either in center or right and then have Starling Marte be in the other position of those two. And then hopefully Mark Canna is okay to play left field. And you could rotate DH if you want to as well, um, depending on if Jesus Aguilar is also coming over. But I think that he would be a very solid ad for the A's. I think that they would probably get outbid because they don't need a player of his caliber necessarily as much as a team like the Yankees who are just trying to hold on right now. And they definitely need a specific center fielder where the A's can go center or right and then move Ramon if they need to. Uh, so the A's have a few more options than a team like the Yankees. And they also uh, don't need to make a move that big like the Yankees. So I think that the Yankees would probably outbid them. And also, uh, I, as I was you know looking up his stats, uh, they're, uh, the Miami Marlins GM, Kimmy Ang, uh, she has been talking about uh, Starling Marte potentially being an extension candidate he is a free agent at the end of the year, so um, he might not even be available. Uh, he's been in trade fodder for 
a while now. And now that the Marlins are open for business, you would think, hey, maybe they're going to trade Starling Marte soon. But uh, maybe they they see more for him in, in Miami. And also, I believe that he was traded from Pittsburgh to Miami in order to be closer to his family. Uh, he's from the Dominican. So I think that that was a big part of why he wanted to go to Miami and why he would be an extension candidate for the uh, for the uh, Miami Marlins. And I don't know that he would necessarily want to go to Oakland just because it is clear across the other side of the country. So uh, the, the Marlins might do him a solid and not do that to him. So uh, that is something else to consider. But uh, he'd be he'd be a nice guy to have. And I wanted to mention him for a couple of minutes just because that'd be that'd be awesome. But uh, Jesus Aguilar, I think that he would be fine. He's a nice power bat. The A's could use another power bat. He has a right handed power bat, which I do like. They could use somebody who could hit lefties. Um, and then, you know, if Mitch Moreland can pick it up against righties, then all of a sudden, if, if you got two guys like that and you can just interchange them, sure. That we The A's don't use their bench a whole ton anyway. And that would be a better option than using probably Chad Pinder for, unless he's on a complete tear, Chad Pinder or uh, Seth Brown. It'd be a better option than one of those two guys as the A's currently have right now. So uh, that's that's my thought process right there. Uh, let me know what you guys think. You can hit us up on Twitter at Locked On A's. You can hit me up at by Jason B as well. Uh, but that is all that I got for you guys today. Again, I apologize for there not being an episode yesterday. I should have uh, two more coming up for you guys the rest of this week. Uh, you know, the, the Thursday episode, a Friday episode. We should have the rest of the week be filled so that uh, if it changes, I'll keep you guys updated on Twitter. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I'll talk at you tomorrow.